Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold, and so glad you are joining me today. We are in for a treat because I think all of us have gone through difficulties where we've been hurt, we have been wounded, and sometimes the wound is really deep. And how do you get yourself to a place where you are um, stronger, better, healthier, And we're going to discuss that topic today with Dr. Marcus Bachman, who's the founder and president of CounselingCare.us. And there's a difference between forgiveness and healing, and we're going to talk about that today. Marcus, welcome. Hey, it's great to be here. Whenever you start the show with, Mm. we're in for a treat, I always feel like my dog should be here. But okay, I got it. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're we're, we're in for a treat. I say a treat because (laughs) I, I like... I like you on the show. I, you always bring so much ruff, 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 great content. Get him a dog biscuit. We'll just somebody. Oh, my God. Do something. It's uh, wild already. Yeah. But if you've been deeply wounded, uh, that may not go away overnight. Yeah. That's important to understand because hurt, especially when it's from abuse or from trauma, from rejection, from betrayal, uh, it can be a sin issue. It can be a significant loss. That takes time and intentional effort to go through the healing process. Well, we have a lot of calls or texts that come in from people that have been hurt. Mm. And there's a lot of um, pain that's associated with this. And you feel that, I don't know how this is going to heal itself unless God comes in and makes makes it better but well, it's that's true God yeah. God needs but we need to give the opportunity yeah. for God to come in I think your listeners have some golden nuggets about how they have because everyone has gone through a very deep hurt of some kind in their life and and I think your listeners have some golden nuggets of what helped them through the healing process I would be delighted to uh, hear that, and I think it would be great to um, even answer some questions about deep hurt. Mm -hmm. So if you have gone through deep hurt and would be willing to share how you are doing, how you are recovering from it, if you are uh, have worked through it or if you're still in it, I'd love to hear. We will discuss uh, anonymously if you are willing to send it over to us at 877-933-2484. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest so, uh, Marcus, let's let's talk about uh, some of the primary reasons people get deeply wounded. There's some betrayal, of course. There's typically trust involved. Trust involved. Yep. You know, they 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 they. It's a significant other. It's a parent. It's their own adult child or younger child that you know has just decided um, uh, they can uh, give uh, a very hurtful damaging uh, message, or it can be physical, Um, certainly someone who has gone through physical or sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. That is 
uh, deep hurt. And if it happens at a, it doesn't matter when it happens, but if it happens at an early stage, we find that um, it affects them for many years because typically, typically children don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. They, you know, we're, we're seeing more children come from trauma, but for years it's been if a child was abused or traumatized with sexual abuse, they kept them that to themselves until they became a young adult. Mm -hmm. What about manipulation? Let's say a sister or a daughter-in-law or son-in-law has decided to keep you from access to your grandkids. Mm. There's nothing more hurtful than than things like that. How do you... How do you deal with that kind of woundedness and hurt? Well, I'd like to ask about 50 questions on that one. Okay. Why is that? What? What? When did it start? Is there any uh, understanding of did you... Because I think you always have to look at yourself first. You know, have I caused, even if I don't think it's fair, have I, in their viewpoint, caused hurt for them? For them to say, you're not seeing my grandkids anymore. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. So even if you don't agree with the reason and you listen to them, that's a first step. Uh, but the truth is, if you've got someone in, their, in your life that is creating that kind of upside-down world and havoc, um, I think you just have to come um, – and this is not going to sound pleasant – I think you have to come to sometimes a realization this relationship may never be. Hmm. We may, we may never be able to have what we envision because we all have this picture how Christmas is supposed to be, how it's going to be with the grandkids, you know, uh, marriage, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and it doesn't always work that way, Bill. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. And I think our our listeners have experienced that. And even though... You know, we always talk in in the counseling terms about boundaries. Um, Boundaries work both ways. If they're going to prevent you from seeing your grandchildren, um, then I think there's a place for negotiating. And you know what? Um, I I have boundaries also. So rather than, you know, that check that I give you at the end of Christmas for, you know, $10,000. Yeah. I don't have to give that $10,000 check. Now, that may seem like manipulation on the other side, mm-hmm. and and everyone's going to be different about that, but I think you have to really reevaluate um, what's happening to you, why is it happening, can we come to a term, I really appreciate the idea of mediators, because mediators are typically just fair, especially if they're they're good at mediating, and they just listen to both sides, and they come to a compromise mm-hmm. where two people can be just talking over each other. Happens all the time in counseling. And I just say, I typically say to the couple, you can do that this at home. In my office, it doesn't produce anything successful. <laughs> so let's let's listen to each other and let's try a different approach because your approach is not working. Um, so I think a mediator could be very helpful in mm-hmm. a situation where um, you can't see the grandchildren. Marcus, if you start with yourself and say, is there something I did? Yes. And you present that as a, a a time and place to say, let's have a you know a discussion. Will the truth be told? Will the truth come out when there's been that much damage and separation? Probably not. That's the part Probably that not. I was kind but, of okay, but nervous Bill, about. Okay, but Bill, so what? I mean, you know, th- this other person is going to just stand by their 
um, interpretation of what happened. And they're going to be in with their heels saying, your fault, I was hurt by the fact that you brought over an apple pie instead of a cherry pie on Christmas or Thanksgiving. Mm Because you know what? You bring over pumpkin pies. I mean, it does matter. Yeah. And so what you do is you listen. And even though you can say in your head, this is ridiculous. As a matter of fact, it's more than ridiculous. This this seems like like it's so uh, crazy to me. But you have to come in and say, you know, I am sorry that that offended you. I am sorry that I hurt you. And I would ask that you would forgive me. There is, there's got to be a stepping in. Even if you think the person's thinking isn't right, you may say in that conversation, I have a different interpretation of what happened in that story, and I'd like to share that with you. But I think eventually this person is probably not going to change their mind because there's the dysfunction of who would do this to me? Why would they do this? There's something wrong there. But you can come in with a gracious and a loving approach. And I don't think your story, your story makes a lot of difference here. Boy, that might be controversial for some people because I want to tell my story because what my mother did was wrong. And now I'm 60 years old and I'm still saying the same thing. You know, Bill, time doesn't heal. Time does, that's, that's a misnomer. Mm-hmm. Uh, time can be a part of healing, but it doesn't heal. You have to be intentional. You have to be um, understanding of what your part was in it, even if, even if you don't believe you did anything wrong. I don't know. Does that, you know, ring a bell for um, some people will say, it's unfair. That's really unfair. Yeah, it sure sounds unfair. But it doesn't matter. I think we are to be at peace with all people. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to family and not being able to see the grandkids, I think we need to move in a direction that humbles ourselves. Humility is a wonderful characteristic to um, put before you in with a person that has such a um, angst against you. Mm, so good. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're talking about deep wounds. And if you are in a place where you can share uh, what has happened to you, your woundedness, and are you through it or are you still stuck in it, we'd love to uh, have uh, some information to talk about on the air. Of course, you can be anonymous, but you would text that over to 877-933-2484. I don't, I don't um, quote Nietzsche very often, uh, Marcus, but he said... Uh, <laughs> Nietzsche? Nietzsche, yeah. Okay. He Let's... said, I'm not upset that you lied to me. I'm upset that from now on, I can't believe you. <laughs> I, I know that when it comes to trust, and That's a good situations one, are making it very difficult, and if trust has been violated, we'll talk about that some more. When we oh, yeah. Back. Yep.
Thanks for joining me today. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. He is the president and founder of CounselingCare.us here in the greater Twin Cities, but you can always go there and check out the amazing staff he has and the services available. There's always online opportunities. Um, So, Marcus, um, during the break you were telling me, uh, again, a story that would be deeply wounding Mm. if it happened to any of us and it happened to you and now you're today in a Good place, and I'm in a good you're place. a healthy man. So, yes. uh, but uh, would you share that? Sure, would you just share sure, with me. Sure, I had a father that uh, had definitely some uh, difficulty attaching himself with other relationships, and uh, did his own thing. Uh, he was a man that uh, wasn't involved other than working. He was a farmer. Other than working. Um, one of his sin issues was uh, he had uh, multiple affairs. And I remember at the age of 14, because it just was so thick and so tragic, because my mother knew about it, and you know, I just felt like, I'm becoming a man, 14. I know this is wrong. I just know this is sin. And it's just hurting our family. And so I, I rarely asked him a question because he wasn't interested. And so I just stopped him one day and I said, you know, Dad, um, you having an affair, affairs, is really hurting our family. And um, I said a few other things. Um, And he turned to me and he said, "Um, that's none of your business. And then he slapped me. And so I thought, I guess <laughs> saying the truth, confronting someone, I didn't know better as a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, the truth is, the truth is, um, and I have another story sometime about seeing my father in the hospital, having dementia. Anyway, I healed. I healed because I knew he was always going to be limited I didn't have an expectation that I'm going to have this great relationship. You know, he's going to play baseball with me and, you know, he's going to go to my graduation and he's going to he's going to even say he's proud of me. No, I I, I put all that aside Mm because I knew for whatever reasons he was limited. He had some good characteristics. I don't want to paint the picture all all dark. He certainly taught me a good work ethic. Mm -hmm. But the difficulty of releasing that deep hurt among others um was was i i would i would say that it went on for years in my adolescence but as i became a a young adult and became involved in bible study with the navigators i understood forgiveness and it set me free Mm -hmm. i i'm a different person and i didn't need you know his words anymore mm-hmm. toward me. Yeah, Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're talking about uh, if you've been deeply wounded. And Marcus, I don't want to make this the Marcus Bachman show. <laughs> but you had mentioned that you had heard something on Faith Radio of all <laughs> of all things 13 years ago 13 by years a pastor ago. that was talking on the program that sort of had a... A, a momentous oh. opportunity to feel a change in your spirit. I love... This I, is a story you must tell. I love KTIS. I'll, I'll hang up and listen. I, I love, okay, here he goes. I'll try to make this short. Okay. 
I love KTIS. And I just remember, I can't remember what pastor it was. He was giving this story and I thought it was a great story because I identified with it. He's talking about his father who had dementia and throughout his entire life, uh, this was a father that didn't recognize the value and the importance and uh, affirmation of never saying I love you, not going to any of his events and, and, and being abusive in many ways. And so he had, of course, a crippled relationship with his father. And then he was telling me that, or telling me, telling the audience <laughs> that he, that he, um, his father had dementia and he went to the nursing home and, um, the father mistook this pastor, this son, as the doctor. So the dad thought his son was the doctor. That exactly. Yes. Okay, that's right. That's just, yeah. Very good clarification. So the son walks into his dad's room, and he and says, the "Doctor." Da- and the dad with dementia thinks yes. the son, his son, yes. is the doctor. Yeah. All right. So it was so quick. This pastor's son said, "Oh, you know, Mister Jones, tell me about your family." Oh, it was immediate. This dementia father said, oh, let me tell you about my family. I have an incredible son that I am so proud of. I have loved him. I have appreciated who he is um, all these years. Mm. And it was healing, healing to this pastor. Mm. So I'm actually driving to see my father who has dementia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking, Good timing. I, if I heard on KTS, it mm-hmm. probably will work. <laughs> so. Let me do a quick uh, Faith Radio commercial. Yes. The, r- the right message at the right time. <laughs> so so, so I'm, I'm, I'm driving to the nursing home. My father has dementia. And I'm thinking, you know, I got a PhD. I, I could kind of do this doctor <laughs> thing, you know. Yeah. And I'm thinking, this will be great. I've never heard this from my father. He appreciates me. He loves me. He's never attended anything of mine and i'm thinking this would be good <laughs> this would be really good so i walk into the room and it's like the holy spirit immediately immediately said you don't need this man's um, um affirmation you've got mine i've already voted on you mm-hmm. and all you need is mine so I dropped the whole idea of becoming a doctor in his room, and I just went on with my life with him. And, you know, um, it was so healing to hear that, that I didn't need this approval, this affirmation. It would have been nice. I don't minimize that. But I was changed. And what even though it wasn't the same story exactly of what happened to the pastor and being healed from his father's words, I was healed. I was healed in that area uh, without my father's affirmation. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to, I think as, as the audience needs to understand that we keep so often waiting, waiting for someone, you know, to turn the switch, to do the right thing, to invite us over. And, you know, finally it's over. And I can only say to you, that is a terribly long time to wait for what? I think we have, we have to take responsibility and say, I need to internally heal and I need to work on a mediation process if it's possible. And then I need to release and let go and accept it. And that's, Actually, good news. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're talking about deep hurts today. 
Here's a question, Marcus. How do you know if you have truly forgiven someone for a hurt in the past? For example, a parent who wasn't present. You know, deep hurts, people we love, um, we're often reminded of that hurt. I don't think a thought is necessarily anything that would be unusual. I think that if we ruminate with it, that's a different story. Um, then we need some some assistance in that if we're ruminating. But I think, you know, we are made. God has an, did this wonderful idea of a family, a husband and a wife and children. And in that should be a secure, safe place for them to thrive. And when that doesn't happen for whatever reason then then it's supposed to shatter us. It's not unusual. It's supposed to take a toll. And I think that's where we often want to speed things up and say, come on, come on, we don't have time for this. we got to keep going. And, you know, I'll say this statement again. Forgiveness is a first step. Healing is a whole process that takes place. Um. Did I go in different circles there? Was that no? Sense? That was a, a brilliant answer. Okay. I loved it, and I think it gets us back to one of the the points that we made early on about the difference between uh, f- forgiveness and healing, and there yeah. are two different activities. Yep, and healing takes time. Healing is a process. You know, we process our healing usually two ways. We do it with writing, or we do it verbal, mm-hmm. and. Verbal is my preference because I'm a guy. Um, not to say that guys don't journal, but mm-hmm. it, it's it, writing will be a wonderful expression of our hurt and understanding of why we're hurt and what it feels like. But verbalizing actually puts it into context. And you've got someone who's a wise listener, doesn't have to be a prof- excuse me, a professional counselor, but That listening ear, that affirming, that recognizing, you know, what happened to you, that's really a big deal. That is, that was painful because, of course, it was, in that situation, anyone would have pain. So they're affirming what you just went through rather than pushing it aside and saying, we got to get over it really quick, which is so unfair. And men do it too often. Uh, I'm not against um, anyway. It's 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 we have to be really careful of not brushing it aside. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll address some of the amazing uh, comments that have come in. And if you have a, a story of woundedness and you would be willing to share it, send it over, please, to eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four. You will be anonymous. We won't bring up any names. But if you would be so kind to share what's happened, how you've journeyed through this, we will. Uh, We'll bring it up on the air, and we'll do it respectfully, kindly, and lovingly. 877-933-2484. My guest is my friend, Dr. Marcus Bachman, from CounselingCare.us. We'll be right back. Let's get it started. Jump in your car. Yeah. What's for dinner? Hey. It's the afternoon 
My guest today is Dr. Marcus Bachman from CounselingCare.us. We're talking about deep wounds. If you've been hurt deeply, this is a powerful program that Marcus is going to talk about. And we want to invite you, if you're willing, and and you are feeling like it would be a safe place to come share your story. And you can do it um, at by sending the text to 877-933-2484. You will, of course, remain anonymous. All right, Marcus, here's one. After our daughter was born, my then-husband asked for a divorce. I came to find out later that he'd been having an affair the entirety of our marriage. I'd come to forgive him by the grace of God, but still have pain points that hit. I know the wound will never be erased, but I do hope for reconciliation and healing for all of us. I don't want to be seen as the enemy when shame hits them, hoping to be a light to our new family dynamic. Oh, your heart just goes out. I mean, that's you can see that... There is so much that um, has damaged in that, that relationship and in the family relationship. Um, but I'm going to take a, a step because that's happened years ago, and I'm not setting a time limit on it. It sounds like the the healing has has taken place. I I actually believe that, of course, um, the thought and some of the memories will be there. Um, some will disagree with me on that, but I just think that's the normal part of the brain. We have a memory, and so we will rem- remember. Um, but I do think that, you know, we have to be really careful about the legacy. We don't want to have this um, image or this um, sense of this is our identity, that I am the wife of someone who betrayed me. You don't want that on your shoulders, who I am is God's daughter, God's son. I am someone who, by the grace of God, I understand forgiveness, and I have given it. Even though it's unfair, even though it, it wounded me deeply, by the grace of God, I have forgiven, and I am healing. And that's my identity, a child that's been forgiven, who is healed or is in the process of being healed. That's good news. Mm-hmm. I think that we have to be careful of it. I, I, I don't want to minimize. There will be pain points. Yes, yes, yes. But that's not the whole or the identity of who we are. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Marcus. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. Here's another one, Marcus. I had a very deep hurt that happened to me 26 years ago. My father came to me with his pastor and confessed that he had been molesting my eight-year-old daughter. I was completely traumatized and devastated by it for quite a long time, which resulted in me not having any contact with him for nine years. I never thought I would be able to forgive him. I actually did start the forgiveness for him when I had the realization that God will forgive me or anyone for anything. So who am I to say that I am bigger than God, that I cannot forgive him for what he did to my family? I did find healing in that forgiveness, and after a couple years, I was actually was able to have a relationship with him again. As he got older, about 10 years ago, I ended up taking care of him after my mom died, and he actually passed away a year and a half ago, and I was able to be there with him on hospice for four days while he was living his last few days. I just applaud this woman. I know. I'm just so impressed with the maturity. I am so The the fact that what she's talking about is she took the right road, and um, not everybody, not everybody will have... Um, and okay within their spirit to go back to their father and uh, reconcile in that way. 
mm-hmm. because you can still say, you know what, you've damaged me, you've crossed a line that never, never should have been, and uh, therefore, I'm just going to keep my distance. And I, I, I certainly am not the one to say this is the formula. Mm-hmm. I, I applaud this woman for her courage and the and the, and the fact that she so. I mean, that's a Jesus response to her father, and um, uh, it's it's a wonderful story. But we don't always have those wonderful stories, yeah. especially when someone has been traumatized. And she admits the traumatization was there, but we don't always have those stories of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. The attempt, I think, should be made, but it doesn't always work. And we have to be okay with that. If 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 we're not okay with that, we will constantly look in the rearview mirror. That's our identity. This is who I was. This is what happened to me. And you know what? That's not my story. My story isn't about my dad. I mean, he's a part of my story, and he built character for me, and I'm thankful. And 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 I'm thankful for a lot of things he's, he's he did that was just wonderful too. But I'm not wanting to live in shadows and creepiness of always being reminded day in and day out of what I didn't have, what I didn't get, and what happened to me. That's really not the imprint that God has uh, in design for us. You also must appreciate he passed on his hair genes to you. I mean, come on. He, There's he, no receding he, hairline he, on he, you. He did have nice hair. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest, and we're talking about deep wounds. And then there's that difference between forgiveness and healing. Forgiveness can come at a certain time, but the healing may take a long time. Yes. And here's one, uh, Marcus, that kind of, you can answer to that very, very point. At 60 plus, I feel like I'm still healing 30 years beyond a beyond a betrayal a betrayal yeah. how do you reconcile with someone who has not asked forgiveness or acknowledged illegal and immoral sin only jesus has brought healing he is my everything i would stop waiting for that person to come around i would just have to settle it in my heart i'd have to say to myself it would be nice if uh he would come to a point of asking for forgiveness and being a different person that would be nice but it certainly doesn't have to happen. And the person that waits so many years, too many years, I hope I'm not confusing the subject, but waiting too long is just another sign of it has to happen. No, it doesn't have to happen. Mm. I'd like it to happen, but it certainly doesn't have to. We have self-will, and so does everyone else who's on the planet. We have evil people, and we have people that are in sin, and we have people that are confused, and we have people that have mental illness. And so we have to understand, we may not even figure this out, the whys, although, you know, we're creatures of curiosity and want want to know the why, especially as a therapist. But I think we have to come to a place where I, yes, I have pain and that healing is happening. I want it to become a scar because that's a character quality versus an open bleed. And I think I'm going to stop being at the edge of my seat, hoping that my so-and-so will change. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, you could be setting people free today with that information. Well, well, it's it's, the whole idea of this waiting process. I mean, again, 
you're waiting for what? I mean, wouldn't you think that if the person did that act or abuse or betrayal, I mean, you may be thinking very logically, oh, they're just going to come to their senses. They're going to they're going to listen to KTS and, you know, accept Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm, I'd like that to happen. I would love that to happen. Mm -hmm. But it may very well not happen. And so if we release that, then we have peace. You know, even secular therapists will will actually they'll monopolize our word forgiveness. They don't like the word forgiveness really because it's a biblical term. And they'll they'll use their own terms of, you know, let it go. Isn't that a song? Uh, release. Uh, <laughs> free me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the truth of the matter is it does help to a certain degree, but it doesn't do the inside work, the, the absolutely cleansing that uh, the Holy Spirit does in the process of forgiveness and healing. Mm-hmm. There's another um, story that has come in. I have a brother who has gone through a long, painful divorce involving three children. He will talk often about the stress and will repeat the same hurts over and over. Yeah, He gets really down on himself, self-loathing, like it's all his fault. I want to be supportive, but not sure how to be around him. You know, I think there comes a time where we need to say the truth. And, um, uh, you know, especially if it's a brother uh, or sister, I think often brothers and sisters can talk in a way that, you know, that we grew up together. I know who you are. And I think they can they can actually say words of wisdom, encouraging. Um, I don't know if you realize this, but you're repeating yourself over and over. Mm-hmm. And you're really hitting yourself hard for the mistakes. Even if you made mistakes, what about the forgiveness process for yourself? You know, this whole thing about forgiveness is you're setting free this person who's done you wrong, and you're really claiming to Jesus, you're my healer. Um, I, I, I think it's worthy of lovingly confronting a person saying, I feel for you because... You've been at this for years, Mm. cutting yourself down, blaming yourself, letting the other person um, uh, feel like they were all at fault. I've hurt you, and I'll I'll try to hear you again and again, but I'm just letting you know there's a better way. And uh, you might need to get some help for that, Mm -hmm. but there's a better way. I love you enough. I want to see you free. There's words that we can use that that would encourage, even if it's lovingly confrontational, that may say, "Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been in this revolving door for <laughs> six years." There's a better way. Mm-hmm. Doctor Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're talking about deep wounds and the difference sometimes between forgiveness and healing. Forgiveness can come. In one phase, but healing might take a much longer phase. All right, Marcus, how about something like a wound like this? Um, we're feeling down today because our one-year-old, because one year ago today, our four-month-old granddaughter died. Mm. How heartbreaking. Oh, well, I, I would, it, I would be surprised if they weren't feeling down. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness, we are... We are human beings, and, you know, um, as as much as the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept, I mean, there's a truth to, um, he had feelings, and we would have feelings, of course. 
So I would say, you love that four-month-old. You love that little one. And Jesus loves that little one. And the truth is, we will never have an opportunity to see that little one grow up and go to kindergarten and all the rest of life. We'll never be at their wedding. But we will see them. We will see them. And it's okay to cry. And it's okay to lament. Because if we don't, we're just putting it under. And if I can even say this, I think it's disrespectful not to remember. I think for um, some of the ministries that are out there for um, the um, babies that have been lost due to abortion, I think we need to have a time and a process to heal and to understand what a loss that really is. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're going to take a brief break. If you have a story that you would like to share with us about a deep wound that you've gone through and maybe you're still working through it or maybe you've worked through it and can share some of that uh, grace that God has given you in the time of uh, stress and betrayal and hurt and devastation, send it over, 877-933-2484. You will be anonymous. I promise that. We'll be right back. show. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. He's at counselingcare.us. That's counselingcare.us. He's got an amazing team and does marriage and family and all kinds of stuff. Marcus, you've got a psychiatrist on board. Yep. Nurse practitioner. Nurse practitioner. Yes. Quite a team. Child therapist, psychologist, marriage and family therapist, licensed professional counselors. It sounds like I'm showing off now. I don't well, want to do that. Well, you can show off because I, I'm, when I go to your website, counselingcare.us, and I look at the team yep. and their qualifications and the and the issues they cover, you're, you're kind of doing doing it all. I'm, I'm very impressive. I'm very thankful. God's, I know you are. God's given us that I know an about avenue. You. Thank yeah. you. All right, I'm always amazed at, at listeners, and here's one that I will I will go look at. I'm amazed again. Hmm. So uh, now I lost it. <laughs> Here it is. Okay. My husband had an affair 35 years ago. The other person was very close to me as well. My husband asked for forgiveness. The other person never has. She's still in my life. I'm not waiting for her to do so. She's never acknowledged what happened. Years later, our financial advisor took advantage of our assets in a way that devastated us financially. Together, by God's grace, we walked these trials out. Without forgiveness, we would not have healed. My husband passed away late last year. I've reflected many times these months on how God does change ashes into beauty. Our marriage and love for each other in the Lord has grown in a way I don't believe would have been possible without these hard times. Oh, what do you add to that story? Zippo. It's such a remarkable yeah, story. That's... It's such maturity. Oh, it's so healing. And it just it brings a smile as, as devastating 
as that was. You can just see there's a free woman there. There's a woman that's been changed. And character changes. It, it When we go through, and we've been told this multiple times because this is one of the aspects of Jesus' life, suffering. And so when we go through suffering like that, as as difficult as it is, we change. We can change for one side or the other. We can change toward bitterness or we can decide we're going to be healed by the power of his word and by the, the, the remarkable message that he wants to give us. I get really excited by the remarkable message that Jesus gives us. He's powerful and there is nothing no therapist, no tool from the therapist box, no friend, nothing heals like the power of Jesus that changes lives. Preach it, brother. I know. I was starting to preach. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know yeah, it. you're preaching. <laughs> and nobody minds, just so you know. Okay. Okay. One thing I have to add is that forgiveness, this is from a listener, is what I needed to learn because I was very, very unforgiving person prior to all that I would carry a chip and resentment on my shoulder to anybody about anything little or whatever they did to me. So having that trauma happen to me, I actually really learned what forgiveness was and since then, I definitely have learned to forgive others. <laughs> what an awareness. What a, what, a, what an understanding of truth in that uh, person's life. Great story. And it is resonating about um, the power of forgiveness, the power of releasing and no longer having to be captive to whether that person forgives us or not, or whether that person even admits they did a wrong, because that's too powerful. Actually, that's controlling. We don't want that to be controlling. We want to be set free in a, in a way that maybe doesn't seem logical, but it truly does by the humility of someone saying, oh, Lord, I'm yours. Mm-hmm. I'm yours. Mm-hmm. You do what you want. Mm-hmm. Marcus Bachman is my guest. Counselingcare.us is where you can learn more about Marcus. All right. My mother had mental health problems and my father was emotionally and otherwise distant. Not surprisingly, I married an alcoholic. Uh-huh. Al-Anon for families and friends of alcoholics has been a real godsend. It yeah. has helped me develop spiritually and have a caring Support system of friends. I am celebrating my 43rd anniversary soon. I always love it when Marcus is on. (laughs) That's sweet. You know, the truth, the truth is, um, it's, it's a different, um, it's a different bag when someone has mental illness. It's just a different bag. Um, so much of it doesn't make sense for the most common person. They just look at, you know, why are you not in my life? And why are you always obsessing about this? And what is it about, you know, your 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 depression that you can't be available? It doesn't make sense until you understand mental illness. Um, they're real issues, whether they're caused by, by a biological reason or whether it's trauma that happened and a horrific... Uh, un, um, he, uh, non-healing from that, or whether it's sin. There's a, there's a lot of reasons, I believe, that mental illness. And I think this person um, just has such an awareness. Um, and Al-Anon and, you know, support groups, it's, it's so helpful 
to hear and to say your story and be heard. And and there are people with tidbits of of just like we're hearing today of golden nuggets that mm-hmm. are being shared. Yeah. So, Marcus, let's say I'm, I'm going to try to formulate formulate this thought on the fly, but you are hurt deeply by somebody. Yeah. And yet you are showing up because you're wanting to do the Christian thing. And every time you show up, you get the door slammed in your face. But you keep showing up and you keep getting the door slammed in your face. All right? So uh, because you want to be the bigger person, you want to be the, the loving person. But at what point do you say, this isn't working? Well, I may surprise you, Bill, but um, I don't know that that's the bigger person. I just think that could be a stubborn person. Okay. Who says? Well, I'm not saying they're the bigger person. I'm saying they're trying to be the bigger person. Yeah, they're trying to be a bigger person. Yeah. That's good. Good quali- uh, clarification. Yeah. There. Um, I just think that there's a time to say this isn't working. Uh, why would I continue over and over to have the door slammed in my face? I mean, I just think that we need to be respectful of ourselves and say, um, I don't deserve uh, that kind of verbal abuse. That kind of um, a non-involvement, if that's what you want, then, you know, I I think we just need to dip, take a break from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a year or two from now, we can come back and we can try this. Mm. And that way it's at least not as often that the door gets slammed in your face. I, I, I just think that, and there are different methods of, you know, mediator, sending a card, you know, writing a letter, um, lots of things that can be uh, a pursuit to that person. But I would be really careful that, you know, by golly, I'm going to make this relationship work and they're going to come to their senses. Mm, no, no, I'd be really careful about that one because sin is in this world and mental illness is in this world. And there are there are things that just people don't necessarily change. Mm-hmm. What if the price is so high that, you say maybe we need to take a break, and but the price is too high because you will you will lose access to things that you care about and love. For example, grandkids. Grandkids, exactly, yeah. exactly. You can't you or can't what, stop doing that. You can't give up on yeah. that. Right. First thing I thought of was the inheritance. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you know that is actually a tough one. I know because it you know you're thinking, hey, uh, you know I'm a part of this family. There's four of us, and just because I don't have a relationship with you. Uh, do I get cut off or what's the deal? Um, Money makes people crazy, doesn't it? Oh, it does. I was involved in funeral home care and it was always surprising how these lovely people, once they got together, <laughs> decided to talk about the estate. You just thought, I can't believe what's going on here. Okay, side issue. I'm sorry. You did ask a question, Bill, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to answer it. <laughs> Well, if you don't remember the question, Marcus, we're in a boatload of trouble. Rosie, don't you have a question to help me out with? <laughs> because I'm we're... too much enjoying you guys on the hot seat. This is too great. <laughs> you forgot the, You forgot what question I asked, and so did I. <laughs> you know, I'm only going to have the door slammed in my face so many times. No, no, but when the, the price is too high, and you, you, yeah. you simply can't give yeah. up access to something, even if that you're paying kids. a horrible, horrible price, yeah. and you're feeling the deep wound over and over and over, you're still trying to get the benefit that you long sure. for. Sure. But to, to pull rank and say, look, we're not going to see each other or talk to each other for a year, 
uh, that may not be tenable. Yeah. So you you get creative and you decide, okay, what what can I do to have a connection with, for instance, the grandkids? Sure. Can can we go on a you know a Disney? I'm not trying to spend people's money when I say that, but can we go on a you know a vacation in the RV and do that for one week in the summer? Or can we, you know, for an afternoon, can I just um, spend some time on their birthday? I have a birthday gift I'd like to give. You know, if if the door is so shut. Again, I'd have a hundred questions to ask. How do we get right. there? But I, but I think there is importance in always trying to pursue uh, something that's that valuable and that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Marcus, I'm glad you're on often because I know listeners love when you come on because I can see from their texts, and I am always uh, happy when you come on. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you so much, Doctor Marcus Bachman has been our my guest, and if you missed any of this hour especially if you've gone through any kind of deep hurt in your life. I, I know that you will enjoy this hour from start to finish. So go to MyFaithRadio.com. You can check out the podcast. And we spent the whole hour talking about the deep hurt. And I know for many, you've been betrayed. There's been emotional betrayal, maybe financial betrayal. There's been all kinds of things that have hurt. And there's the idea of forgiveness, and then there's the idea of healing. And they don't always happen at the same time. And that's a lot what we talked about. So if you missed any of it, please check out the podcast at MyFaithRadio.com. And you can go learn more about Marcus Bachman at CounselingCare.us. That's CounselingCare.us. We'll take a short break and be right back with Hour 2. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.